Today on the Neural Network, we'll be talking to Debbie. Debbie is a chiropractor from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who is five years out from her accident. Enjoy! So do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Debbie Stango, and I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a chiropractor, and I just thought I'd go right into my story. Yeah, that's um, great. About, about five years ago, I hydroplaned across a four-lane highway. Um, I was coming home from West Virginia. And the highway I used was called 19. It's really heavily traveled with trucks and whatnot. Um, you know, it was just raining really hard, and I slowed down. I know at that given moment the speed limit was 65, and I know I was doing 60, but I was decelerating, so maybe 55. And I lost control of the car, and um, I hit the median head-on which at that point was just a V cut in the dirt. And um, as I approached the median, I thought, man, I couldn't understand why I couldn't get control of the car. It's like driving on ice. But um, I just thought, I hope I don't hurt anybody else. And the car hit the median, and then the car lifted up probably, and in the correct orientation it went through the southbound lanes, and the passenger side hit the guardrail. Oh. So my brain did the double hit um, within, you know, seconds, really, from hitting the guardrail and hitting the median. Um, because I am who I am, <laughs> I uh, sprang into action and um, called my friends. I had to call AAA. I called the tow truck driver. Um, I called a friend to drive me back to Pittsburgh because they totaled my car. Uh, my car looked drivable, but they totaled my car because um, it was a hybrid and it slowed to the ground. Uh, two months later, I now have a new car. Um, I thought, boy, I got this. I didn't do, I never got any medical care. I didn't go anywhere. I knew I had a concussion. Um, I went to the chiropractor. Um, two months later, somebody had hit me from behind. And uh, at the drive-through at the bank, so while it wasn't a heavy hit and a hard hit, or um, how do you want to say, like a fast or accelerated hit, um, he hit my the back of my car and then dragged his car across mine, uh, pretty much almost tore off the bumper. Um, that really shook me up. And actually, I was in um, vestibular rehab at that time. I started that after six weeks because I couldn't sleep anymore, um, and my vertigo was really bad, which in hindsight was not the smartest thing to do. I should have gone to the emergency room. Um, and then I was doing vestibular rehab, and five months into it in the winter, I slipped and fell on the ice and broke my kneecap and lost consciousness again. Oh. So in five months, my little brain went through a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And I was probably 48 at the time, so the older the brain, 
it doesn't heal as fast as like a younger brain. Yeah. Wow. That's. I I'm not old enough to drive yet, but that's a, <laughs> a scary thought. You know, um, I don't know where you live. I mean, when you when you grow up with the winter, you kind of learn how to drive in the ice, and you you learn with the hydroplaning. You know what I mean? The car loses control. Same thing. You kind of um, steer into the curve. Uh, wherever the car is going to go, that kind of thing. And I just, I know my brain just kept thinking, why can't I get this car to stop? It's like, you could always do it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that that's, you know, those those multiple hits from my head uh, didn't do me really any good. It took my recovery, it made my recovery much slower. Yeah, so you said when, after you got the first one, you knew you had a concussion from, like, the symptoms? Mm-hmm. So did you just, like, lay low for a week or something? Right. Right. So, again, I'm a, I'm a chiropractor, and I got – my accident was on a Sunday. I got driven home um, to Pittsburgh. I had my next-door neighbor drive me to the car rental place. On the drive home from West Virginia, I already called my insurance company. I called and reserved a car at the car rental place because my – car insurance covers a rental car um and i went to work i uh yeah i I mean i i went to work and you i was doing all of that on adrenaline and i really wish somebody in my life uh you know friends family a patient somebody would have said oh my gosh just stop because um i don't think that was the best choice either i mean um monday I, i was still really shaken up uh, though I went to work, and then Tuesday morning I walked my dog and I went up a little bit of a hill, and the concussion headache is, it's nonstop, 24-7, it's a pounding headache, um, and that hit me right then that Tuesday morning, and that's when I knew. Yeah. But um, the crazy thing was, that was on a Tuesday, that Thursday, I washed my hair again, because I would have washed it on Sunday, um, I... I washed my hair every couple of the days. So I washed it on Thursday, and I had a lump on my head, fully knowing that was a skull fracture, and I still didn't do anything. Whoa. I still didn't go to the emergency room. I still didn't. I just thought, wow, look at this. But you're kind of goofy when you have a head injury, too. You're not making the best decisions. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly I did not. Yeah, I also feel like there's – always some sort of fear like what if I'm overreacting which obviously with a skull fracture that would not be overreacting but that's uh, a fear well I did know the research too the majority of head injuries or concussions do resolve in like two weeks yeah you know so I thought man I'm, I'm gonna get better so yeah I did lay low I didn't take any time off work but I would go to work come home and take a nap mm-hmm. and uh, so I would sleep at my lunch hour and uh, basically, I would just come home and probably walk my dog and take a nap kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I swear to you, I felt a little bit better after two weeks. Um, I, You know, but it was just too much probably for my body because by week number six, I wasn't sleeping. I'd gone at least three days without sleeping at all. I had really bad vertigo. And as a chiropractor, you have to bend forward. 
Um, oh yeah. So that bending, yeah, bending at the waist, bending forward, leaning, leaning. Oh my gosh, that was awful. Everything was just spinning. Yeah. Um, so I went to my uh, primary care physician, my my medical doctor, and he did just the cardinal um, gaze, the cardinal signs of gaze, where you just take, you know, follow my finger. And I had nystagmus really bad, so my eyeballs were just shaking back and forth. And he was like, "Yeah, you're gonna, you're not gonna go to work. You're gonna take some time off. I'd suggest two weeks, and you're gonna go to." Um, here in Pittsburgh, we have the University of Pittsburgh. He suggested that I went to neuropsych because that's who diagnoses a concussion and then vestibular rehab. And that was after week six. So. Wow. But, yeah, it is, it's interesting how a concussion can impact pretty much every part of you, like the eyes mm-hmm. and everything. So what were and what are your main symptoms? biggest symptom that I mean honestly I had pretty much every symptom in the book between exactly you had mentioned you know my eyes I had double vision um, when I would look to the left I would have double vi- double vision um, my eyes would tire I lost my ability to have reading comprehension mm-hmm. I could maybe read like two sentences I couldn't remember what those were to put the whole paragraph together um, Blue light really bothered me. Bright light really bothered me. Loud noises really bothered me. Um, my nervous system in general, because eventually I was diagnosed with post-concussive PTSD, but my nervous system, I was just on such high alert. So, you know, if somebody came in the room, I, I jumped 10 feet. Uh, you know, I know that's not the best way for you know, your family to be around you either, that you're so jumpy. Um, The exhaustion. Um, So when I did my first round of vestibular rehab, they told me to try your darndest to get back to your normal day, your normal, you know, work day, that kind of thing, and not nap because I was not sleeping. But um, unlike most people, I really didn't want to take the drugs. So they... Where I went, they had somebody, basically a medical doctor that was the drug doctor. So if you went in there and said you weren't sleeping, they'd give you Ambien. Couldn't concentrate, they'd give you, um, I can't remember the name anymore. It's a flu drug. Um, They just had, like, all these different prescriptions to go through. And I I just, I knew my brain needed some time to heal. Um, Because, again, right, those neural connections are, are broken in that concussion when that brain juggles around in the head like that so your brain just needs to you know those pathways needs to uh, reinnovate somehow or go around the damaged area and, and uh, figure out how to do stuff like how you to lift your leg or eat or whatever um, when I said that I had fallen on the ice and broke my kneecap I knew I broke my kneecap too and I stepped kept walking on it, and I Googled it, and it said, if you can walk on it, you didn't break it. And I said, oh, okay, well then, I'll just get over this. It, it hurt, but it wasn't that painful. Mm-hmm. Um, when I ended up going to the orthopedic surgeon a couple of weeks later, he couldn't believe I could walk, and he couldn't believe I was doing squats, and he couldn't believe <laughs> that I wasn't on crutches. And I was like, but my brain didn't register the pain. 
Oh yeah. You know, I think I think it was a lot more painful than my brain uh, told me. And again, when you have a concussion, you don't really make good decisions. I know I didn't. In all, in all of this, um, my symptoms now. So I'm five years out. I did nine months of vestibular rehab, and unfortunately, my car insurance, the medical benefit on that had exhausted, and my health insurance benefit had exhausted, so they pretty much just kicked me to the curb and said, oh, you'll slowly get better, but I really wasn't, I definitely wasn't 100%. I was probably 50% better, 60% better, something like that, and I just kept doing my work day, and my life had just gotten so small that all I did was go to work and come home and sleep, and I just kept thinking that I was lazy, um, but honestly, I was still healing. Um, I live in the state of Pennsylvania, and they have a head injury program, but I didn't know anything about that, and uh, three years after my initial accident, uh, I found out about the head injury program, and it's a year-long or $100,000, whichever comes first. So those with physical disabilities, certainly, you know, $100,000 goes towards their care. Um, I had got a year's worth of vestibular rehab, uh, physical therapy, cognitive therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, visual therapy, um, and that was really helpful. That's because so it's cool. so multifaceted. I'd never, I hadn't heard of that. I'm in New Jersey. So, yeah. not far, well, pretty far from Pittsburgh, but not far from Pennsylvania. I never yeah. thought to look at something like that, just like a statewide. I know, I, it, and everybody I talk to, so I, I know it's probably like a fifth time I'm telling you I'm a chiropractor, but obviously I interact with other people, but I also interact with other chiropractors, and I'm like, we have this head injury program. It's so vitally important because um, you don't drive yet. But when you get car insurance, you have a medical limit on that. Um, 5000 is the, the smallest, the minimum. A lot of people get thirty or 50000 on that. Really, for that head injury, I'm sure my care was at least $100,000 between you know all the um, CTs and the MRIs and the MRAs and, and you know, all the testing I had done, um, the care I had gotten. Um, so I think maybe that's why they did it in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, rather, is that, you know, $5,000 just isn't enough. And a head injury, as you know, really impacts somebody's life. Um, when we have lingering symptoms like this, it'll, it'll impact your life for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. And stuff like the MRIs are just so expensive even after insurance. Mm. Yep. Mine was a school so, injury, yeah. so they get to pay the rest of it. Trust me, I put a lot of money into my care as it was. Um, you had asked me other things that I tried. Mm -hmm. I did go to acupuncture. I did acupuncture for quite some time, and a lot of head injuries, a lot of concussions feel like it turns their electricity back on. Um, I really didn't get that, but I, I kept trying. You know, I, I did that for several months. Um, I did um, uh, massage and cranial sacral. Um, I did a hyperbaric chamber. Um, what is that? The hyperbaric chamber is um, oxygen therapy, and it's done at at pressure. 
So when you fly, you know how you have to pop your ears? Yeah. Um, because of the pressure change. Um, so what they do is they take it and they, they uh, feed oxygen into – you're kind of in like a little tent. It's kind of like a tube, but it's kind of like made out of heavier tent material, and you're zipped in. But you can sit up or, or lay down, whichever. It's not – you can't stand up. You, know, you can sit up. Um, they take it down below uh, sea level so that it forces the oxygen into your – tissues and I did it for my brain whoa I was doing it to get more oxygen to my brain so that my brain would heal um, faster wow that's so interesting I haven't heard of that mm. there's a few of them out there unfortunately here in Pittsburgh we've got a couple I want to say four in our hospitals but they only use them for burn patients um, a specific type of stroke they don't use it as much as they could um, so the one I had to, the one that I went to, it wasn't as powerful as the metal ones at the hospital, but it certainly was powerful, and it really helped me a whole lot. I started to sleep better immediately once I started doing that. I'm definitely going to have to look into that, at least <laughs> to look at it for me and also for the website. Cool. And... Very cool. Very cool. So. And I think one of the last things I finally did was change my diet, and I think that too, like, you know, everybody's different. Um, mm-hmm. Some people like a keto diet. Um, I didn't at all. My body didn't like that at all. I, I wanted, I needed a little bit more protein. Um, so I do an autoimmune paleo, which just means I eat vegetables and some protein. Um, I have to get rid of all the greens. Um, right after my accident, I, I had a friend tell me that, you know, I should stop dairy and gluten just because they're so inflammatory in the body mm-hmm. and I know that I really didn't um, I don't know about anybody else but I was so bloody tired I just ate sugar like it was going out of style to get energy fully knowing that that's not it's not you know where the my energy is going to come from I had a really high sugar diet for definitely first three years yeah I'm a baker so gluten <laughs> Gluten, sugar, and dairy is pretty much, you know, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? I think there's a a certain amount of comfort in that, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? mean, Yeah, definitely. You know, because I didn't know what was going on. I mean, intellectually, I knew what was going on, but I didn't know what my life would look like anymore. You know, would I ever get back to normal or would I ever get back to whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Being able to really take care of myself, that kind of thing. I um, I live, I live off my savings, my retirement. I really, I went to work, but I really wasn't making very much money because I was so tired. My office really um, went down. I lost a lot of people, lost a lot of people in the office, meaning they just went someplace else because mm-hmm. I'm so exhausted. And I did cut my hours to try to just you know rest as much as I could to get uh, my energy up when I was in the office. Yeah, I saw something that uh, where normal people have like a 10-hour span or 12-hour mm-hmm. uh, that people with brain injuries have like four, four hours. Mm. Which makes sense. Mm. Sort of like the, just like your battery pack has four hours of yep. use. Yeah, I know that cognitive therapy helped me a lot with that, and I know 
on the website, she calls it pacing, and that's basically what they teach you too, is that there's stuff that's a red light that's going to exhaust you. Um, driving is very vestibular. There's a lot of information coming in, for example. Um, and then there's other stuff that's going to rejuvenate you. Because one of the things I did right away too, um, I started doing a form of yoga. It's called I rest integrative restorative yoga, and it is part of yoga nidra. But um, a psychotherapist must have learned yoga nidra somewhere along the line, which is just a talking meditation. It's n normally at the end of everybody's yoga class. We lay flat on the on the ground, and uh, you're meant to rest. Um, so he took yoga nidra, and he has definitely a psychotherapy bent on this. And it's like a talking meditation. And one of the things we do in it is you find that place where you're feeling really secure. Um, I like to call it my happy place, but that place that you, you're, you're comforted, that you know that everything's going to be okay. Because if you never access that place when you need it, when you're afraid, when your anxiety's really high, you don't know what it feels like. And when your mind is have, you have so much anxiety. It's hard to even think straight. You're just kind of thinking about surviving this this moment and getting wrapped up in the anxiety of it. Um, yoga Nidra helped me out a lot too. So there's no movement really in it. You're laying on the floor, but it's it's a great way to build resiliency. And um, when I did the head injury program again, by then I've been um, you know three three to almost four years out. They wanted to know how I had bounced back so much, and part of it was I had to, you know, I had to take care of myself. I had to, and and part of it was just, you know, I can't change the fact that I had a, a brain injury like that. I I can't change the fact that I had all those head injuries. Those I had lost consciousness in such a short period of time, and I did a lot of damage to my brain. Um, moving forward, what, what what you know now now what? Um, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think when we sit around and think about it as the worst thing that ever happened to our life, I don't think that's a good place to heal from. And I don't think you do. Um, I also think, you know, you can't just ignore it. It, it, it happens. So we got to figure out how life moving forward is the best for us, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Cause it won't ever be the same, but right. It doesn't mean it has right. to be bad. Right. Right. And and in my case, too, because that first car accident, I honestly never expected to survive that. I just, I, when my car was hitting the median, I literally thought, oh, I hope it don't hurt anybody else. But the other thought was, ooh, I hope it's not going to hurt when I die. And I just, when I woke up, I couldn't believe I had survived that because it is such a heavily traveled highway but it seemed like at that split second when I was flying through all those lanes there was like no cars because nobody stopped to check on me um so I you know a I didn't hit anybody but nobody even saw it to stop whoa so, <laughs> that's I just was really thankful and I knew that I survived for a reason and that wasn't to be sick it's very powerful hmm Yeah, and honestly now, I, I really see it as kind of a gift. came in a really ugly package called a, a brain injury, but I'm not the same person 
Um, I don't sweat the small stuff. Um, and you and I, we can make such a, an impact in that injury um, community by just sharing our story. That's what, yeah, it took me a while to get onto the Facebook pages and stuff, and it's totally changed everything for me. It's it's so, the support is so important. Yes, it is. With finding, because there's lots of people who've had concussions, but there's not in, like, any given area so many who have the same elongated over, you know, multiple years that you can find online where everybody comes together. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually started a Facebook group for Southwestern PA. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's good. Well, I wanted to see what else, like like you, I wanted to see what they were doing. Do you know what I mean? What else? Yeah. And I, I, I understand, like, every head injury is different. Every person's different. What's going to work for you isn't necessarily going to work for me. Because I really didn't find acupuncture helpful. But so many people do. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But it is just even though, because I, I um, created a teen chat, messenger chat. And, um, well, under 25-ish, rather than teen, but that's been nice because you can discuss, like, how hard high school is with it, but also say, like, you know, who's tried acupuncture and what they thought about it, like you would with any group, but more relatable, I guess, for me. I think that's wonderful. So, I know you already answered this, not on rec- on the podcast, but what's something you can't live without? Your favorite <laughs> um, item. I, I definitely said yoga. So, mm-hmm. also, there's, you know, the Hatha Yoga, the movement. Um, that really helped my balance. Um, I teach yoga. Um, back to community. There's a, a group called Love Your Brain, and... Um, it's for survivors and yoga teachers, and it's um, a six-week class that's taught, again, for survivors. Um, there's one here in Pittsburgh, and that was meant to build community. I love Yoga Nidra, and I can't live without that, but it's iRest. It's got to be the integrative restorative yoga from Richard Miller. Um, definitely... My concoction that puts me to sleep at night, magnesium, <laughs> and uh, kava kava, and again, what might not work for anybody else. Um, uh, I have migraines, so they took away my caffeine. So I guess I'll live without that. One of the other things I can't live without is walking in nature, and I do that every day because of the dog that I have. Mm-hmm. But it just um, it really calms me down. I, I woke up this morning and everything hurt. I was in so much pain this morning, and I walked outside. But it's winter. Um, cold air seems to help with my inflammation or my brain somehow. Um, and it was cold this morning, and I did feel I took the edge off. Uh, since then, I definitely got adjusted. So definitely chiropractic. But for me, it has to be a low-force chiropractic adjustment because of uh, I have a lot of damage to my cord, and I have multiple herniated discs and things like that so definitely I couldn't live without chiropractic I did um, the atlas orthogonal mm-hmm. stuff 
which I think it helped. I had when I got my injury, I got off the off balance and my left leg was drawn up an inch. But at before like a couple weeks into my brain injury, I was getting off crutches, and so then my hip was all messed up because of the being like walking but unevenly. So I got like bursitis, but. The, I don't know, it's hard to tell if the Atlas actually worked for me because it was far away, and so the car ride made me feel a lot worse. So, <laughs> hard to tell if it actually did anything. So, my chiropractor adjusts in a low-force manner, and she's learning um, Atlas orthogonal, and, of course, I'm going to be, like, her first test pilot person. Um, she's doing it for a bunch of different reasons, Um um, there's something called a Chiari malformation where the uh, tonsils of your brain go through your uh, foramen magnum, and it's it's not good, and there's a lot of difference in your cerebral spinal fluid uh, pressure-wise. So you get these crazy headaches. Uh, so she's doing the um, OA for that, and so I have never been adjusted that way yet. That's an exciting That's prospect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because I want to help others with um, brain injuries, um, I'm going to do a, a low force Vanuka, um, the upper cervical that way. Um, I, you know, most people will still adjust full spine if that's appropriate, but um, that definitely concentrates on the upper spine. Makes sense. I have to ask, what kind of dog is your dog? <laughs> she's a beautiful um, Australian cattle herder. Oh, those uh, are so, so She's a blue healer. And she's oh. really uh, delicate features for that breed because normally they don't look like that. She is just high energy. You'll have to send me a picture because I love dogs. Oh, I will. I have a, a Border Collie mix who's really short. And we, during this experience, we adopted another dog. It was a foster failure. Uh, <laughs> and she's a lab mix. More mix than lab, but... <laughs> They're goofy. Nice. Yeah, so you know the kind of energy I have when you've got the border collie. I've got the cattle herder, yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any parting words of advice or something I missed or anything? Don't, don't you think we just should never give up? You know, yeah. I, here I am five years out, finally, after year four, um, I really honestly can tell you that I've only felt normal-ish within the past year, maybe even just eight months. Um, I get tired. Um, I would not go to a rock concert or like a, uh, an indoor show or the Penguins or something like that. I would not go to a Pens game because I can't handle the noise, the lights and, and stuff like that. But you know what? There are little things that I can't do. I can do a whole lot of stuff, and I'm just really glad I didn't give up. You know, especially in the beginning when it was really bad. Yeah. It's hard sometimes, though, not to feel like giving up. But I agree. I agree. Yeah. But it is, it's good to hear that it will get better eventually. Yeah, and again, mine's a lot older. <laughs> My brain, I mean, it's a lot older, so it took a while um, to heal. And, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I know that 
all I was gonna say was I know that I have friends that were well-meaning and you know they were like well I had you know a head injury and gosh I got over that and I was in a bad car accident I had a friend that was uh, mountain mountain climbing and uh, there was an accident and he's like I hit my head off that rock at least 15 times with my blood coming out of my ear and I'm fine and you're still suffering with it you know yeah I am every brain's different yeah. And I'm just really glad I didn't give up. Good. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Absolutely. It was a, it's a good way to uh, kick off TBI Awareness Month. Which is March? Yes. Very cool. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so this will be up pretty soon, and I'll send you a link. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. I'm going to be sending you a picture of my little baby dog, Oh, please. Bye. Bye now.